0: Why does a sausage become a banger when it's served with mashed potatoes and gravy? How did the TV chef Fanny Craddock get her stage name? And what are the origins for the terms for main meals, dinner, supper and tea? In this podcast, I'll be looking up etymologies associated with British meals. Etymology is the study of the origins of words. I'm Leon and this is Etymolion. The Sunday roast is a staple of British cuisine. Roast comes from a 13th century word roschten meaning to cook with dry heat. It comes from an old French word racheter meaning to cook or torture by fire. Rostia is thought to originate from a Frankish word, Rostian. Frankish is a reconstructed language. Historians and linguists have looked at similarities between words across European languages in order to piece together the language that may have been spoken by the Franks in an area now covered by Belgium, the Netherlands, France and Germany between the 5th and the 9th century. That Vatrosjan is thought to be the root for the word rösteren in Dutch, Rusten in German and roti in French as well as roast in English, all of them meaning to roast or to toast. Before the word roast and its predecessor, rosten, entered English, the word bradan would have been used in Old English to describe roasting or warming. That bradan shares its root with the German word braten, meaning to fry. According to British pollster YouGov, the most popular meat for a Sunday roast is beef. That's followed by chicken and then lamb, leaving pork trailing behind. Modern English makes a distinction between the names for animals and what we call their meat. Names for animals are influenced by the Anglo-Saxon Old English language spoken between the 5th and the 12th century. What we call meat is influenced by the French language following the Norman conquest. As Old English and Old French meshed to form Middle English, we saw that distinction start. Once cow hit the plate, it became beef, from the French boeuf. Once pig hit the plate, it became pork, from the French porc. And once sheep hit the plate, it became mutton, from the French mouton. We kept lamb from Old English, so that Anglo-Saxon influence is still there, and we also didn't take poulet for chicken, but we did adopt it as poultry to describe bird meat. She was born in London, brought up in Northumberland, and lived in Essex. But for some reason, Hannah Glass, an 18th century cookery writer, in her book The Art of Cookery Made Plain and Easy, gave the Yorkshire pudding its name. It wasn't the first recipe for Yorkshire pudding, but it was the earliest use of the term for the dripping pudding as it was then known. The Dripping Pudding was first recorded in a book by the author Sir Alexander William George Cassie. Why Hannah rebranded the Dripping Pudding to the Yorkshire Pudding is unknown, but given where she lived, it could easily have become the London Pudding, the Essex Pudding or the Northumberland Pudding. Yorkshire is derived from the Viking name Jorvik, which means horse bay and Shire comes from the Old English Shire, which means district or office. Bangers and Mash A sausage and mashed potato dish, usually served with peas and onion gravy. But why are sausages not sausages when they're served with mash and gravy? Bangers is a slang term for sausages that came about during the First World War, when sausages were filled out with fat and water. When they hit the hot pan, they banged, hence the term bangers. It was largely popularised as a term in the Second World War. We still use the term bangers for the dish, but in general, in British English, we just call sausages sausages. Bang is an Old Norse word given to us by the Vikings, coming from the word banger, b-a-n-g-a, which meant to pound or hammer. And mash became shorthand for mashed potatoes in British English in the early 1900s. The cottage pie and the shepherd's pie are baked, minced meat dishes topped with potatoes. The names have been used interchangeably over the past 200 years – but purists will insist the cottage is for beef and shepherd for lamb or mutton. The cottage pie came first in the 18th century and the shepherd's pie followed in the mid-19th. It's said that the cottage pie was a meal for the rural working class in society that lived in cottages, hence the name. At least that's the story. Cottage is a 14th century word that we get from the Old French word cot. It's connected to an Old Norse word cot, meaning a hut. Shepherd is of course a reference to the keepers of sheep and derives from blending the two Old English words "skap" for sheep and hirda for herdsmen. The etymology behind pie is a very elusive one. In terms of cookery, it was first in use in the late 12th century. I'm drawn towards a theory that pie comes from the same root as the word peace, as in a piece of something. But who knows? The Chicken Tikka Masala, a South Asian-British fusion dish popularised in the 1970s. Tikka means pieces or small chunks in Hindi, and masala refers to the spice mixture. Earlier I mentioned the cookery author Hannah Glass. As well as coining the term Yorkshire pudding – she was one of the first to release a recipe for an Indian-style curry, curry spelt with an R-E-Y. It's likely that we took the Portuguese interpretation of the name of a spice dish being relayed to them in a South Indian dialect. That was around the 15th century. It would have sounded something like cari or caril. It was then adopted into Middle English and morphed into the word curry that we use today. The word dinner comes from an old French word, diner, d-i-s-n-e-r. The word initially referred to the first meal of the day, and that's because it's thought to have been derived from a form of Latin, with the word disunier meaning to break the fast. The unier element of that word means to fast, and by adding dis we can create the antonym of that, much like adding dis to honest becomes dishonest, and adding dis to agree becomes disagree. So, ditionier means to undo or not fast. So, ultimately, that's what dinner means. Going back to its Latin root, it's to not fast. The word dinner evolved to mean a main meal, and for some, that's lunchtime, and for others, it's the evening. Supper we get from the Old French word soupir or super, meaning evening meal. It's related to the late Latin super, S-U-P-P-A, which meant a soaked bread or bread in broth, and gave rise to the word soup. Some people call their main meal of the day tea. That's because the afternoon tea, a meal at which tea is served with sandwiches and cakes, grew in popularity in the mid-19th century. Drinking tea took off in England in the 17th century, and it was first known as, or pronounced as, te. And that's because we got the word te from the Dutch, who were major importers of tea, and they took the Malay word and pronunciation te. If you trace the etymology of tea back far enough, you'll see it's related to the Mandarin cha. TV chefs have for decades had a huge influence on British cuisine. Let's take a look at some of the name meanings and origins of famous TV chefs. Firstly, Fanny Craddock. She was born Phyllis Nan Sortain Peachy. She was offered a book deal and the publisher wanted her to trade on her father's name. Her father being Archibald Peachy, a successful author who had published under the names of Valentine and Mark Cross. She didn't want to do that and held out, and managed to get a book deal six months later. As she found success in publishing and on the radio, she worked under the name of Francis Dale, a name that she took from her grandmother's middle names. Whilst doing radio, she encountered another radio presenter called Francis Day, and with Francis Day being so close to Francis Dale, it caused much confusion, and she was asked to change her radio name to her real name of Phyllis Craddock, to which she did agree. However, by then, many people had got used to calling her Fanny, short for Francis, and thus Fanny Craddock, as a stage name, stuck. The name Francis, from which Fanny is derived, means free, and the surname Craddock is an anglicised form of the Welsh-given name Caradog. Next, Jamie Oliver. Jamie is a diminutive of the name James, which comes from the Hebrew Jacob meaning supplanter, as in someone who takes over. Oliver is either from the French Olivier meaning olive tree, a surname brought to England by the Normans, or... It's formed from the Viking Old Norse name Olífa. And finally, Ainsley, Harriet. The given name Ainsley is rooted in Old English, with Ains meaning solitude and Lee meaning woodland. The surname Harriet can be derived from the given names Harry or Henry, meaning home ruler. However, it's not likely to be the case here. From what's known about Ainsley Harriet's family history, the Harriet surname is likely to have Scottish roots. That's because he has an ancestor who was a white slave owner from Scotland, and in that case, the most likely origin of the surname is a locational one from the village of Harriet, in. Scotland. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the podcast. I hope it's inspired you to look up the history behind words that are part of your daily vocabulary. Remember, language, history, etymologies, and pronunciations can be complex and elusive. Keep in mind, that there may be conflicting explanations and ideas behind the origins of words. Follow the podcast for more episodes.